Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Anthony D'Alessandro. And this is the Deadline Podcast Hero Nation, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness edition. Today we have... The screenwriter of that blockbuster hit, Michael Waldron, who's also the creator of Marvel's Loki. Thank you so much for joining us. So, little movie opening this weekend, you know, got a couple of Marvel characters in it. There's a lot of expectation around Doctor Strange 2, for lack of a better expression. How is that for you when you come in to write something like this, knowing that there's going to be a lot of expectation about this movie? Well, it's it's fun, I guess. It, it, it's that's that's part of the challenge i guess but but hopefully it makes you raise your game um you know that the expectations are high look when you come into this to this marble world um you you know that there's a huge audience it's and and you're trying to service especially with this movie fans of dr strange fans of wanda you know fans of the broader MCU mythology that's getting pushed forward in this movie. And, and maybe at this point, all of those interests don't even necessarily align. Um, and so it's a big, crazy challenge. Uh, and that's, that's what makes it fun to me is can you still make something great, original, surprising, um, you know, in, in that context but you know one of the things obviously about this is, is that i mean we're going to do some spoilers today because we always say if you're listening to the hero nation podcast and we're talking about dr strange and we're talking to michael if you don't know what we're talking about you need to hit pause and go see the movie and come back later but one of the things here is of course it's again the multiverse and the notion of the timelines which was so strongly introduced in loki which you also wrote. So, I mean, in that sense, did it feel like you were, it was an evolution and you were continuing more of the same or did it feel like you were taking a very different path from the small screen with Loki, which was fantastic, to the big screen with Benedict and Doctor Strange 2? Well, it was nice that I at least had, uh, I was familiar with the rules of the multiverse having played in that world and, and laid some of those out for Marvel in Loki, but it was, this is a totally different movie tonally. You know, I, and, and also Loki was a, Loki's a TV show and it, and it was maybe by, you know, I, I had more time for one, it, it, by the nature of what it was, it could be a little more, um, it can move a little slower, almost feel a little more dialogue driven and everything. This is a Sam Raimi movie. So just only right off the bat, there, there was an adjustment that I had to make that I was delighted to make. Um, you know, how can, 
how can I take what I think I'm good at and mesh it with what Sam is obviously great at? I, I, I thought a lot about and talked with Sam a lot about, you know, Alvin Sargent wrote Spider-Man one and two. Uh, Alvin Sargent also wrote <laughs> Paper Moon and so much other great stuff. So it's like the, the trying to, to mesh my talents with Sam's crazy, very specific tonal abilities uh, was just its own challenge that made it feel very different from Loki in an exciting way. Um, so going into this, I was expect, obviously was expecting, it was a follow-up to Dr. Strange, WandaVision, a little bit of No Way Home, and I was expecting Loki. And the big thing is, why isn't Kang the Conqueror in it? Even for a cameo, major guy, the next Thanos, the next troublemaker, I, they're just holding their, was Marvel just holding their bullets? No, I mean, it, 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 to me, it felt like we had the biggest, best bullet already in Wanda. Uh, that I felt like, um, you know, when, it, when I working with Sam, when it was like, we, we should really make the decision to make Wanda the antagonist of this film. It was exciting. And, and part of that was, was the feeling of, geez, we can't let another movie go have that fun. You know, <laughs> it's because she's going to be so great. And I think that if you had introduced Kang, you know, uh, as great as Jonathan Majors is and as great as he's going to be playing that character, you would have risked the movie um, just getting maybe overstuffed. And Do you worry about that? I mean, let, look, people know there are cameos galore. There are characters that, who show up from X-Men, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four characters from the what if animated series make appearances etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm not going to throw out names but maybe i will later if i feel like it but the thing is is it's jam-packed benedict wong is here again you know the wonderful benedict wong and of course benedict cumberbatch you know there's there's there and and elizabeth as wanda did, did you was there stuff that you peeled out because you're like you know what we just like we can't have that happen because that's going to bring a whole new thing. As Anthony mentioned, you know, Loki. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, it's a constant stripping down. And, and how, how do you make sure you're telling a streamlined uh, story about Doctor Strange? This is not an Avengers movie. It's not Infinity War where there's multiple um, protagonists and multiple viewpoints, you know, put, pushing everything forward. It, it, it's a story ultimately of, of Dr. Strange facing off against Wanda and it's their story. And so, yeah, you want to, you want to dispense with, with anything that feels like it's really going to distract from that and, and just include the stuff that feels like it's going to be fun and enhance that central, um, conflict. How much were you in the loop on No Way Home? Because it's funny, when we talk to Marvel creators, we're like, well, what did you know? And they're like, oh, well, there was just maybe a little note or something. <laughs> Seriously, did you read the script? Did you know what was going on so that could, that could feed into your movie? 
I knew, yeah, I mean, I knew what was going on, absolutely. I, I probably had a, a leg up because Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, the writers of that, are old friends of mine. I used to get them coffee when I was a PA on Community. I got to tell you, you Community guys, you're like the mob. Like, you show up everywhere. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah, they they were all over the MCU, um, which is a testament to, to Harmon. Uh, but so I, you know, I would stay in touch with Chris and, and, and Eric and, and them with me to make sure we weren't really, uh, screwing each other over. Um, but you ultimately end up operating in a little bit of a vacuum because it's, you look, you want to make your thing as good as it can be. Probably the only time it ever got tricky is just the release date swapped. So we spent, you know, I spent the first bulk of my time on this movie thinking we were coming out um before no way home meaning we were going to be blowing the lid on the multiverse and doing it for the for the first time and then when that shift in release dates happened because of covid it was like okay the audience is going to be acclimated to the there's going to be an entire different familiarity with this on top of that dr strange is going to have had experience with the multiverse and you know that obviously has a knockdown effect with everything talking of knockdown effect we have to ask you where are things at with loki season two it's good man i mean it's coming together we're we're, we're pretty pretty close out to shooting i i think tom's been i'm trying to think about what i can say i feel like anything tom has said i i can say he's he said they're several weeks out tom um, says a lot yeah <laughs> i have to say anyone who's named tom who's in who's an actor in a marvel movie has an unquenchable ability to be chatty and we appreciate that on our side of the fence it's yeah that's true um a guy's name michael though i i gotta be cagey Exactly, because of guys named Kevin. I mean, I, it, it was reported, and I've talked about it. I, I've Eric Martin has taken over as head writer for season two. Eric was my second in command, really, through season one, and he's a brilliant writer and a close friend of mine. And you know, I've I've been working with those guys. Obviously, I'm kind of busy off writing this little Star Wars movie as well. And, and so there was a, yeah, another guy named Kevin. Um, but I think it's gonna be fantastic. And, and Benson and Moorhead, those, those directors are, are great. And yeah, look, it's, it's just, we're just getting started on that thing. And I'll, and I'll certainly still very much be a part of it. And I'm, I'm excited about it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Loki 2, obviously you've got another season of Heels on Stars. This, you're doing the Star Wars movie. Nothing wrong with being busy in Hollywood because there's everyone who hates the time when they're not busy and the emails are few and the phone doesn't ring. But how is, how is it in terms of time management for you? 
Well, you've got it. Yeah, you, you've got to. It's it's weird. You you when you're trying to break in and everything, you're you're trying to just spin as many plates as you can and 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 juggle all the balls you can possibly keep in the air. And then suddenly, if you're fortunate enough to have some success, you, you get to the point where you can overextend yourself. And and I think it's just you've got to know your own limits and. Um, not you know 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 where your heart really is you you can probably only give all of yourself to one maybe two projects at a time um and then beyond that you you can operate as a producer which i'm i'm starting to do and and everything and, and you know you you can expand outward um but yeah you, you've got to just be selective about what what are the things that are really your babies and and not uh <laughs> you know not lose track of what you're actually focused on one thing about loki so that's another show that we're gonna great which is one thing about loki by dominic Patton Anthony. <laughs> is is um is it all war all kang the entire season or are we going to see some other emotional, is, is there going to be other things going on? That's the trick, right? I, that, that's, yeah. Not, my name isn't Tom. Yeah, my name, my name isn't Tom. So you're not going to, you're not going to get a good answer out of me there. I, yeah. I think that, but, but we talked about in, in doing a season two, you know, in, in, in creating the show in the first place, so the only, the only way it's, worth doing to me is if it feels like we can find a new story to tell with this character and uh and it did it, it felt like we had new emotional ground to cover with loki and i was excited about that um and i think that's the only way you can do a season two and i and i think that we've absolutely found that you know it's it's a great continuation of that story that feels different than season one and hopefully subverts expectations in the same way as season one did. You know, there's a lot of expectations already. The movie has broken the hundred million dollar mark in the box office, talk of 300. I don't want to get into that because it's a numbers game and you never win or lose. But for you, you know, this is yet, following this last Spider-Man, the movie that people say will bring back movies for the summer, that this is the opening gamut of it. How does that feel for you as someone who works both in film and in television and having come out of these two years of the pandemic, which kind of threw everything for a mix? It's, it's humbling. It, it's, I, I feel so fortunate. I got to see the movie at the premiere. And then last night I saw it at the new Beverly with a, with a packed crowd and to see the, the gasps and the, the cheers and then the groans uh, was, was such a delight. And, you know, we made this movie under, um, extraordinarily challenging circumstances. We were in London completely locked down for the entirety of the shooting for six months um, on set, not just with masks, but with industrial face shields. A lot of the crew and everybody was away from their families and, and everybody banded together we never got shut down for COVID. Um, and we made something gigantic that I think is going to make people really happy. And, and I'm just, I'm proud to have been a part of it. It's, it's, it's weird to watch the movie and be like, oh, wow, that's, 
that was my global pandemic uh, home video, but in a way that's what it feels like. And I, yeah, I guess I just feel fortunate. My friend, we're very fortunate to have you with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Hey, I want to ask you something. You know, it's, it's always a little bit of fun. Working with Sam, people always talk about how Sam has his kind of unique ways of doing things. But of course, it was wonderful to see Bruce Campbell show up. Yes. I mean, that, yeah, that, that was those, that, that day on set was the greatest. Uh, I was just having a blast working with Sam, working with Bruce, working with Bob Murawski, one of our editors, who's the editor on all, always edits all of Sam's movies came down and, and those guys were telling old war stories. Um, Charles Wood, our production designer, uh, who worked on Army of Darkness actually had the fork that the, the little ashes stick ash with an army of darkness and he brought it. it he brought it down and it's somewhere in there buried in the second tag i can't remember if you see it but it's it's one of the utensils on the pizza papa's um on his pizza cart so that's that's a little easter egg for everybody that that was great and, and bruce bruce was a blast man and he's he's a real artist and and just so was so funny and so game to just <laughs> get his ass kicked and, and have a lot of fun and, and watching him and Sam work together. Uh, yet another moment that I, I couldn't believe what I was doing. I just want to make a, if Kevin Feige has any interest in listening to us today, my friend, there has to be a more permanent role in the Marvel universe for Bruce. I'm just like, he, this made to be there. He's great. He, I mean, he really is. There's such gravitas to him and and you you see it even we i mean there, there were people on set and i'm sure people in the audiences that maybe aren't as familiar with bruce you know younger audience members that don't know about his history with sam and everything that i still think gets such a kick out of him just as a character who launches off the screen um yeah look i i there's, there's always room for more, more pizza papa or, uh, or, or who knows who else that, that guy can be in the multiverse. Um, one more question for you. The whole Charlize Theron of it all. When was that decided? She's the girlfriend of Doctor Strange? She's Clea. She's, so yeah, I, I guess she's playing Clea. First off, Charlize Theron, holy shit. I can't. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, was I, that all last minute? Like I know that that was and there were different versions of that tag that existed as, as often are the case. But, but we always knew we wanted to introduce Clea, who in the comics is, you could say, the, the great love of Doctor Strange. But but really, in a lot of ways, his, his, you know, his formidable equal as a sorcerer herself and her backstory is fascinating. She's the niece of Dormammu, the giant floating head from the first movie. Um, and so they, they have a lot of great adventures in the comics and, and we knew we wanted to introduce her, but it felt like we had to close the book to some extent on, on his love story with uh, Christine Palmer, Rachel McAdams character. And, and so, you know, Dr. Strange, hears that wisdom from Christine to, to face his fears and um, 
be open to the idea of, of loving someone and, you know, then along comes Quia and, and, you know, I, I guess we'll see what happens next between the two of them. Wow. You really left that one open, my friend. Are you writing the next movie? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking Star Wars right now. Well, may the force be with you. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, look, Michael gave us a lot to tease on, a lot to chew on. I think there's going to be a lot going on with Loki, clearly. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Deadline Podcast Hero Nation. Now, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss a super-powered episode. And, of course, you can find all of our breaking news coverage of TV film business and everything affecting our industry at Deadline.com. And pay attention this weekend because Anthony is going to be rolling out the box office numbers for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It looks big. Let's see how big it goes. Take care.